These are the names of the firstborn sons of Gotham City. Just like I was. And like me, a terrible fate waits for them. Tonight, while their parents party, they'll be dreaming away in their safe cribs, their soft beds, and we will snatch them, carry them into the sewer, and toss them into a deep, dark, watery grave. So, first born of Gotham, what is the cutoff of this? Like, if you were born, if you're like a 65-year-old person and you're the firstborn, is he going to come with like a van and stuff you in this van? Like, is he taking just children? What What's the cutoff here? What's the rule? No, oh, man, it's it's his it's his birth year. It's, it's 33. So if I'm a 33-year-old man like Chip, he's still going to stuff me. I thought Chip was just a special, like this is icing on the cake here. But he's going after all 33-year-olds? Makes no yeah, sense. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a kidnapping. It's a man. It's a man napping. <laughs> it's a man. Yeah. Men and women too, right? They, they didn't yeah. differentiate. They didn't just say men. I think it was firstborn, not first firstborn son. Right. Yeah. Or it's like first, I, I don't, it's I like know. Moses over here, or whatever, yeah. right? Or the Egyptian. It's like the Ten Commandments. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. My name is Drew, joined as always by my co-host Badway. This is The Last Row Podcast. If you're looking for our website, thelastrowpodcast.com, follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Please consider leaving a five-star review on Spotify now and Apple Podcasts, Podchaser. Bowie, what's going on? We're back uh, another another week here. Yeah, we're back, unfortunately. We're back. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> How many subscribers did we lose this week? Uh, no, we, 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 I'm pretty sure we gained a ton. No, so new year, new me, new you. Let's, uh, let's, let's do it bigger and better than ever. You know, let's 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 kick things off with a sequel, Drew. How, how would you feel about that? Bigger, better, I... higher body count. <laughs> it is. A, oh yeah, you know, Batman kills a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're gonna go with Batman Returns this week, Drew. 1992, June 19th to be exact. Summer blockbuster, Christmas, summer and Christmas summertime. Movie. Yeah, with a runtime of two hours and six minutes. Too yeah. li- Too high. Uh, it's too high superhero slash action slash Burton movie. Drew. It is its own genre. Timothy H. Burton. Here's some trivia for you, Drew. Which number feature length film is this that he directed? Is this his second, his third, his fourth? Oh what do you think? God. I, think it's I, Burton. I really How far don't down know. the list. How far down the list do you think this is? I'm going to guess like five. It's a guess. I don't know. Fifth? Correct. Is it correct? It is correct, Drew. Because I knew the other one was 89 Batman, Edward Scissorhands, I think came before this too, right? Yep. Batman, Beetlejuice, and his first? Oh, come on. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Another classic that we need to get on this show in, in 2022 here. I love that movie. Let's get to the IMDb 7 out of 10. Too high? Maybe it's about right. It's about right. It's about right. Maybe. Rotten Tomatoes eighty percent. That's too high. I don't know how I feel about these. It's, it's too high. Metacritic sixty eight percent. Too low, about maybe. Right. It's, it's about right. Seven seventy. Give me seven. Letter, letterbox three point six out of five. Eh. Possibly exactly right. But did you like it? But was it good? I don't know. <laughs> so three point yeah, six out of five says it was good. But did you uh, like it? Yeah, uh, we'll get into it. But this is a this is a strange movie. 
you know, I've, I've weird feelings about it and I'm sure you do too. Oh, um, absolutely. So absolutely. Uh, what's, this, what's this movie about? You say the monstrous penguin who lives in the sewers beneath God <laughs> joins up with wicked shock headed businessman, Max Shrek to topple the Batman once and for all. But when Shrek's timid assistant, Selena Kyle finds out and Shrek tries to kill her, she is transformed into the sexy cat. <laughs> she teams up with the penguin and Shrek to destroy Batman, but sparks fly unexpectedly when she confronts the caped crusader. Do you like PG-13. when they call him the Batman? Do you like I don't like I don't like the term Shrek being thrown around because I feel like it's like I think of the green ogre. It, well, I, don't it, like it, the, I don't like that his name is Shrek. But he came first, and it's with a CK, right? It's not it's, just the K. Yeah, but still, when you hear it. It's, you know the people aren't seeing it; they're hearing it. What is they're thinking? The a, penguin that they're thinking the penguin just joined forces with this green ogre. That's what yeah. they're thinking. Well, what is what is a shock-headed businessman? What is that? I don't know. I don't know what that. He is. gets shocked in the end. I mean, is he it looks just like, like Marv? Is is it just like the Marv thing where it's like he's got the white poofy hair? Is that but it? But he also gets electrocuted in the end, right? Just like Marv yeah. from from Home Alone Two and our, our the skeleton, and it's like literally a skeleton. But I I don't even understand. Like he he's probably a a savvy businessman, maybe not, maybe a scumbag businessman is what he Scum, is. A scumbaggy, a scumbaggy. Shock-headed. Yeah. He's not a sleazebag, he's a yeah. scumbag. Yeah. So, I little, I don't know. Ta- Taglines. From the sewers of Gotham, and the, and and New Villain emerges? No, that's a typo, it's gotta be. But I copied and pasted from IMDb. From the rooftops of Gotham, the a per- new villain, A new villain emerges. <laughs> the perfect enemy comes to life. And the only one who can save this city is a creature of the night. Is this a tagline or the whole freaking story of the movie? Yeah, that was the second synopsis there. While she craves a romance she can sink her, cl- sink her claws into, he plots a foul reign of destruction. Foul, you get it? Like F-O-W-L? F-O-W-L. Like yeah, pass, next, foul. next. Awful. Above Gotham looms its greatest hero. Okay, sure. The bat, the cat, the penguin. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. The, the next one, actually, I like a lot. Returns June 19th. <laughs> yeah. Batman colon returns. I like that one. I like Listen, that one. What do you feel about? How do you feel about returns as the title? I feel like we've touched on this on yeah. our Batman forever episode. It's but like rehash, like and maybe have new opinions on it. Like, what do you, what do you think about the returns title? I think it's, I think it's fine, but it's still kind of lame. Like any, any movie that, any title that's like even forever, like what is forever? Like Batman now and forever. Yeah. Like I prefer yeah, Batman I know, Returns. I know Forever's stupid, but like Returns is like it's factually correct that yeah He's he back. came back. He is back. He's back. But <laughs> one could argue, and we'll get into this hashtag. We'll get to that later. He's not in this movie. No, he's not. like it's it's more like Batman's around. Yeah, it's Batman's not. It's not around. Batman Returns because the movie is Batman's hanging around somewhere. <laughs> Batman's around. He's not 19. really. He's not really in it. Batman's around June nineteenth. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, we, we definitely need to touch on that because this isn't Batman's movie. I agree with you though. Let, let's let's come back to that. So financials, sixty five million to eighty million, I think was the estimate. Is that a and lot? Is that a lot? So I for, think for, for ninety two it was. For and I when I looked at the eighty nine movie, it was around half of that. I think it was somewhere around like thirty to forty million. And the cumulative cumulative worldwide gross return for this one was two sixty six million and the last one was uh 89 batman was 411 million so right, it so. definitely didn't do as well 
I get it. I mean, the first one was a phenomenon, but it did well. It still tripled the the budget, but yeah, it's no, it was no smash. And and I think that's what sort of catapulted Warner Brothers into bringing on Joel Schumacher and Schumacher and making it a little bit more kid friendly. We'll talk to that in a minute too. But it also has a couple prestigious nominees for awards. It didn't oh. win. You know, it's become a staple on this show. So Michelle Pfeiffer was nominated for a Blimp Award from the Kids Kids Choice Awards. It also, by the way, it had some actual noms from like Oscars, but we don't talk about that on the show. So. Yeah. Favorite movie, favorite movie actress, and she was going against Whoopi Goldberg, I believe. Well, yeah, I mean, what are you, you going to do? Beat, beat the nun? You going to beat Sister Mary Clarence? Is that her name, Sister Mary Clarence? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you can't beat that. No, you 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 can't beat Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, Sister Act, come on. Catwoman versus a nun, come on. Uh, and and then the MTV Movie Awards in '93, it was nominated for three. Michelle Pfeiffer was nominated for Most Desirable Female. Ooh. <laughs> she lost to Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct. Madonna, Kim Basinger, and Halle Berry were also nominees in the category. Mm-hmm. It also lost for Best Villain. Danny DeVito was nominated. It lost to J- Jennifer Jason Lee for Single White Female. Also up against Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men, Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct. I mean, she just won the Terry Silver Villain of the Year Award for how did, us. How did Sharon Stone not win that? That's crazy. And, and Ray Liotta for Unlawful Entry. <laughs> so again, nominees. And then it also lost Best Kiss uh, to Marissa Tomei and Christian Slater for Untamed Heart. Ah, yes, the most iconic. Of it went against. Yes. <laughs> it yes. went against uh, Pauline Bra- Brailsford and Tom Hanks in A League of Their Own. Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, and Bram Stoker's Dracula, Woody Harrelson, and Wesley Snipes in White Man Can't Jump, and then Lethal Weapon Three. Uh, <laughs> it's in here. It's I don't remember. I love that movie. I don't remember them kissing. I don't know. When did maybe they, it was. I don't remember that. Maybe it was a joke. I don't know. I, I, don't, don't, I honestly don't remember that. It's I crazy. I don't remember. And then Lethal Weapon Three, Mel Gibson and Rene Russo. So I don't know. Do you think? Do you think it got snubbed in these categories? Well, I've never seen Untamed Heart, but I thought it was a very passionate kiss. Yeah, I mean, I was, what, what I about was, the lick? I, I, I was in. I was in on the love story between Keaton and Pfeiffer. So you were because I, I wasn't. Maybe you'd were it. We'll get to it. We'll get I to wasn't. It. I wasn't. So I mean, let's just jump right into this because we talked about this movie. You talked a little bit about Tim Burton in the beginning. I just want to ask you, where does this fall on the Burton scale? I mean, the Burton scale is uh, is dark and foreboding. For sure. How how Burton is this movie when you start thinking about Burton? Like you asked me earlier, which one was this? I don't know. You know what? When I was thinking before we started watching this movie, I thought this movie was like so Burton that yeah. it would like break the Burton scale. That doesn't exist currently until we make it. Until we but make it. Having just now rewatched it, it wasn't as Burton as I thought it was. You know? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It's more like, Burton than the first one. Yeah. Like if we're if we're gonna say, and I think we both agree that Edward Scissorhands is the most Burton movie of all time, could be debated, but I think it is. It's definitely lower than that. So it is. So what what makes a Burton a Burton movie, Drew? I mean, there's certain qualities, right? So when I think about what makes a Burton movie a Burton, it's like a Van Gogh, right? Like what is what is a Van yeah. Gogh? So there's definitely artistic qualities that every Burton movie has. The first one is the emo-ness of the main character. Like, how emo is the main character? So when you think about, you mentioned Edward Scissorhands. Like, oh. how much more emo oh, can you get than that? 
Like I mean, you can't get more emo than that, can talk you? Talk about talk about cut my life into pieces, Drew. I mean, literally, come on, come like, on. literally cut my life yeah. into pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, how, there, how there's could... neither suffocation nor breathing, Drew. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but is that more butt rock? I don't even know. Like, <laughs> but but how how emo is the main character, right? And I mean, you could argue Batman's pretty emo in this. He he's yeah. he's you know pretty listen pretty sad. What is the first? What's the first glimpse of Bruce Wayne slash Batman we see in this movie? What's Literally he doing? sitting alone by himself in the dark, waiting the dark. for the signal to come on. He's not reading a book. It. He's not watching TV. He's not reading a newspaper. He's, he's sitting, sitting in the dark, doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, literally doing nothing. He's not sleeping. Nothing. His eyes are open. I mean, the the other thing that I think about is like, is it so? It's two major holidays in every in every Burton movie, right? Is it Christmas or is it Halloween? It's got to be and, one or the other. And and this yeah. one definitely has Christmas. Is it snowing? Right? Yeah. Of I mean, snowing. I guess Christmas. There's a high likelihood that it's going to snow. But yeah, this is definitely snowing. Is there any zany clown music or circus music? Right. I mean, think about Pee Wee's Big Adventure, like the whole thing when he's like taking stuff out of the out of the pet shop, and it's like the zany music, just mm. weirdness. That that's a definitely another staple. And then, what's the town itself like? Is it kooky? Is it weird? Is it quirky? And and this one definitely, you know, definitely is. Yeah. And then, does the majority of the movie take place at night? Is there any daylight in this at all? I mean, this one well, has a little bit, right? But the, the sun wasn't out. Surely it wasn't. The sun I wasn't mean, out. But I mean, Gotham City is perpetually night. So I mean, if you're yeah. gonna think of a person to direct a Batman movie back in the '80s and '90s, maybe you couldn't get anybody better than Burton at this point because yeah. of just the style of what it was, and the, mm-hmm. the way that 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 it needed to be. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple movies at you, and yeah. so you tell me if it's more or less Burton than than Batman Returns. All right, we're gonna this try to figure age. out where the where this where this goes here. So, so we're gonna go with this first, Pee Wee. How Burton is Pee Wee? Oh man, it's, it's actually weird. weird. It's very Burton, though. It's, it's kooky and weird. It, Certainly, it's daylight most of the time. It is, but I think it's more Burton than this because Pee Wee's emo. He lost his bike. He's really emo. He's got to find yeah. his bike. And there's like zany characters. The whole yeah. movie is just weird. And it's, I mean, it's the first one. It's the pioneer of Burtoning. Yeah. It's more Burton than Batman Returns. Yeah, it's not the most Burton, yeah. but it's more mm-hmm. Burton than this to me. Beetlejuice, obviously, more Burton. Yeah. It's, right. That's borderline yeah. full Burton. Yeah, that's it's almost it's full, almost full Burton. Uh, Batman one, I would say less Burton. It's less than Burton. Batman Returns. It's it's yeah. less Burton than this because there's no yes. like yeah you had the Joker but it's not like circus clowns. I think the whole Prince aspect changes the dynamic. the The soundtrack definitely yes. changes things, and the it's Prince the Prince of it all and Batman certainly does it. So we all know Edward definitely definitely more Burton than Edward Burton. Scissorhands is full yeah. Burton. I would go Ed Wood here. I don't know. I don't. I've never seen Ed Wood, so I'm going to skip it. Have you I've seen never Ed Wood? actually seen it. No, yeah. I want to. It's on my list. Here's the first non-Burton Burton movie: Mars Attacks. Yeah, I it's primarily day. It's not snowing. Mm. It's there's no zany. I mean, there's kind of zany music, but it's not Christmas or Halloween. No, no emo going on. There's not really much. Emo, I mean, maybe isn't Dave, is David Duchovny in that one? That's the one where he's like, yes, yeah, with the head and all that stuff. The head, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie, but that's yeah. definitely less Burton than this. Sleepy Hollow, Halloween. Oh, full on. Burton. That's very that's, very. that's full Burton. It might be like third Burton. It, it, who's more emo, the Headless Horseman yeah. or yeah. or or Edward Scissorhands? And then Guy, yeah. guy's name Dick. Guy's name Dickabod. Come on. How man. did how did we miss? By the way, is Johnny Depp in it? Yes or no? Oh yeah, well Johnny Depp. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Why is he not yeah. Batman? Yeah, we got the Outlier, Drew. Planet of the Apes. Oh, the Mark Wahlberg, zero Burton. The, the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes. I've never actually seen that movie. By the way. Yeah. 
but it's zero big, Burton. Big Fish is very Burton. I would say it's it's more Burton than Batman Returns, even though it's mainly takes place in the daylight. It's just so odd. It's I, so it's, odd. It's odd as hell. But I that's all tales, dude. You, I dare you to watch that movie and not get tears yeah. in your eyes mm. at the end. I dare you. Yeah. I dare you. Great movie. Yeah, well, well, yeah, clear, clearly. I remember, I remember watching that movie next to you. Yes, in our Makanji apartment, and I was like, <laughs> the room was the room was silent. We both knew. We knew. So I'm going to lump all these together because I think this is when Burton started to become a parody of himself. So I'm going to go rapid fire. All right. Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Full Burton. Corpse Bride. Full Burton. Sweeney Todd. Full Burton. Full Dark Shadows. Burton. Yeah. Dark Shadows. Full Burton. Frank and Weenie. Full. All right, I'm going to stop right there because that's, that's, you know. I, I think Sweeney Todd, and I saw that in the theater with you, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That movie to me is like, what? Hey, let me make a Tim Burton movie. If somebody yeah, made a right? Tim Burton movie, that's that's mm-hmm. what it is. Like he I think had, I, yeah. So all all of this run was in like oh five, oh six, oh seven. It's like that's when people. I feel like getting a little uh, too tired of Burton here. We're getting tired of him. And I, I say this as a fan of him, by the way. Like I am a fan of his work, but yeah. not like I'm not I'm not like a fanboy. Yeah. Oh, in the middle of all that, I missed Alice in Wonderland, which also come on. Now. I don't know oh, that Burton. I've ever actually oh, seen Burton. that too. I never yeah, saw that Burton. one. Yeah, definitely, definitely Burton. I mean, what what's the most Burton movie on that list to you? Oh, besides Edward Scissorhands, or are we are we counting yeah. Edward? We we have to count it. Yeah, but I, I guess like the cheat code is Sweeney Todd. It is like yeah, because it's Johnny Depp, it's Helen and Bonham Carter, it's yeah. I mean he's murdering people, it's zany, it's mm-hmm. just out out of this world. It's snowing, I'm pretty sure constantly. Or but the Dark Horse is Dark Shadows because you got a vampire movie starring That's Johnny true. Depp. I mean, like, come does. on now, like come on. i mean well so so if you go back to this movie what do you what are the burton qualities that that you see that that either you you said it wasn't as burton as you expected why not i'm curious i don't know it it just i guess i expected more i guess i expected the town to be more alive than it was like really the town was one street right yeah they didn't really show a lot of they didn't show they didn't show the world that much it was really just from sewer to indoors, sewer to indoors, yeah. to rooftop to indoors, to sewer, to that and, one and freaking street, the one square. Yeah. Dude, did you see, speaking of the street, did you see when that guy recklessly took that turn in the snow? <laughs> did you see that guy? That guy took that corner so hot yeah. and there was pedestrians there, man. Look yeah. out. Look out. Oh, man. Didn't care. That guy never drove in snow before. That was, was it, so was that a sound studio? I think it was. I read about I it. It's like half the yeah. Warner lot was taken up. Yeah. The, the snow looked legit to me for the most part, except for the last scene. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I agree with you. There really wasn't much of the town at all. It, it was no. it was this town square, that one street, and that was about it. And then the car chase too, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's an interesting, it, this movie was so different than what I expected. And I want to ask you about the legacy of the movie real quick, but the other thing is, while this was all going on, and before we t- we did Batman Forever on on this show, I think it, I forgot what was it, episode ninety two or something or eighty eighty. I don't know. I have to go back. I don't even remember. If you look at the way that the movies pivoted, Warner Brothers obviously didn't make as much money as they wanted to with this or something, and they mm-hmm. they it's very famous, right? They wanted it to be more kid friendly. This movie was not for kids at all. Like if you're a kid and you go watch this, I feel like you're probably bored. Or you're you're yeah. only excited because you're probably not supposed to be watching this movie, and it's like sure. that's what keeps you interested. But you have like department stores, you've got schemes to build power plants, 
like yeah. or steal power. You have like business deals happening. You've got secretaries trying to be like uh, take on yeah. more work at the, at the at the thing to to prove their worth because of the the gender inequality of work, which is you know it was kind of crazy to watch that aspect of it too. Just how mm-hmm. antiquated it seemed and dated from like the workplace equality too. It was kind of like a yeah. weird thing, and. I don't know, just the yeah. whole general take just felt like such a weird movie. It was so different than what I expected. Put it that yeah, way. Yeah, a, ma- a mayoral race in the middle of it all, too. It's like... Got politics. Definitely, yeah, politicking. Definitely not a kid's movie in any Orphanage. way. And like there, there wasn't a ton of action either. No. So my, my biggest, cons- not concern, but like the legacy of this movie, it doesn't end up favorable for me because I feel like they didn't go far enough in, in the direction of, of adult, you know, if you're going to take all those steps, but still make it PG 13. And I don't even, I'm not even, I guess saying it needed to be rated R, but if you're going to be dark, you might as well go full dark. And yeah. I kind of feel like they went like half or three quarters dark. Yeah. I mean, make it I, scary. Just go ahead and make it a, make it a borderline horror movie. You know, it, it was, but that's that's the thing with with Burton, right? Like even Sweeney Todd is still zany. Like he's murdering people, he's slitting yeah. slitting their throats, but it's it's almost zany in a way, right? And I don't know, like so when you went in, when you went into this movie, what did you, what were you? Th- what was the last time you saw this? Let me ask you that. Maybe that's a better oh, way I to don't ask know. Maybe you. Maybe maybe a decade ago. Same. This is the one. I'll be honest with you. This is the one that I actually watched the least, and it had probably the most buzz of any of them for me. Like when I was a kid, I was obviously, I was born in the eighties, but I was too young to watch the first Batman in the theater. And I was too young to watch this in the theater. Like my parents, I just wasn't allowed. Right. And when this came out, I remember the marketing blitz for this and the marketing blitz was aimed towards kids. Right. I had the toys. I had McDonald's had the, the commercial where they had the Batmobile shooting the little disc things that wound up becoming the top of the soda containers. I had that, right. You had the cups, like yep. it was marketed towards kids, but like you said, it's not a kid's movie. So I look back on this movie and, and again, I don't watch this very often, but I thought, oh, you know, I can't wait to watch this one again. When we were talking about doing this, I was actually kind of excited. And as I was watching it, I'm like, okay, it's a cool movie, but I remember why I don't really watch this one. It's interesting. Like if we ranked the movies on one of our previous episodes, whether it was Batman and Robin or Batman Forever, I want to ask you after you've watched this now, how would you like re-rank the original four, the yeah. the ones the non Nolan movies? How would you re-rank them? Eighty nine, forever. Oh, Batman you're gonna do and it, Robin. Oh my god, he did it. Uh, then he Batman it. Returns. He did it. I'm sorry. Look, really? If you, if you bust into my house right now, put a gun to my head, and say, "Hey, buddy, you gotta watch one of these right now: Batman Returns or Batman and Robin." Yeah. I'm picking Batman and Robin. I know Why? it sucks. I know it's terrible because it's more entertaining. Honestly, it's more entertaining. Hello, boys. Batman, Batman Returns is a better movie. But Batman Forever, it's got Arnold and it's got a enough of so bad it's good to keep me going. I this movie's not watchable. It's not rewatchable. It it kind of isn't. And and I think the rewatchability of it is the nostalgia factor for it. Yeah. To be honest, it's it's interesting. And the characters are interesting, and the costume design is great, right? It's a really well-made movie. Yeah, and I think the three villains are 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 good by themselves, but put together within a two-hour time frame, I don't know. Like, it just seems like I didn't care about enough of the story. I mean, I think the way that I 
always thought of this movie, and this is why, like, so the first movie, right? Just go back to Batman 89. You've got the Joker and you got Jack Nicholson pulling an all-time performance. I mean, not till you get like Heath Ledger in the Nolan movies, do you get that type of performance from a Batman villain. And you could argue DeVito did it, but I I think Nicholson was better as the Joker than all these, all these people combined. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the way 89 was, it was sort of a simple story. It was kind of, you know, you could even argue, is that really a Batman movie? Yeah. It's about him, but he's in this movie, but it, I don't know. It's sort of like a weird thing, right? Batman doesn't really do detective stuff, really. But when you look at this movie, you're right. He's kind of not even in it. And it's more yeah. about Bruce Wayne trying to figure out his demons, I guess, a little bit, but, but not he, enough. But Bruce Wayne isn't even in it that no. much. Like, there's very little actual Batman and Bruce Wayne. Well, and, and to your point, I don't know. It's, a, it's definitely a much better made movie than all of those other ones. But you're right. In a way, Batman and Robin is like, it's worse, but it's funnier. And I like this movie. There, I would watch scenes from it, but it's definitely different than what I expected yeah. kind of going back into it because it's been a long time since I've seen it. Savito's performance was really good. Yes. And I feel so was Michelle Pfeiffer's. Yeah. And I feel like a movie without one or the other would have been a lot better. Like, I'm imagining a movie, like, forget, like, Shrek can be in it either way, right? But imagine this movie without the penguin and it was just Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Like, I think that's a better movie. I I agree with you. So here's where I think this movie suffers. And this movie suffers from trying to do too much. And I think that there's too much stuff going on that it's hard to focus on any one thing because you've got the mayoral, mayoral race. You've got Batman trying to figure out his stuff. You've got Catwoman trying to figure out her stuff. She was almost murdered by her boss. And you've got the boss trying to take over the power plant. And then you've got the clowns in the city. Like there's just mm-hmm. too much going on that you can't focus on. I, I'm not to be the, the critiquing it here, but that's yeah. my issue with it. Whereas the first one, it's like, cool. It's Joker. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, the only reason we were critiquing it is because I feel like it gets a lot of like, it gets a pass. It does. It gets kind of like, Oh, it's one of the Burton Batmans. It's cool. It's cool. It's, it's critically acclaimed. Like, it's like, it's oh, not- Keaton, you know, Keaton Batman, Keaton Batman's great. You know, oh, it's cool because it's it's part of that. But it really, it's it's off the coattails of the first one. Really, this and this it, one just rides off the coattails. And I love the first one. So eighty nine yeah. is like one of my favorites. Like that's definitely it's it's leaps and bounds the best of all of these. I just I love it. I think Michael Keaton's an awesome Batman. I think Burton directed the hell out of that movie. I think it's really good. But yeah. I I think to your point, there's just too much going on in here. And and I think. I think they probably should ju- just should have just cut the Catwoman aspect of it. I mean, I know that's blasphemous to say here. Like, I'm probably pissing off so many people right now by saying yeah. this, but <laughs> I think that either focus on, like you said, Catwoman, or focus on Penguin, or or make make them a little bit minor of a character. They try to give everybody equal footing, and it just it didn't work for me. It's too much going on. Yeah, you know what though? Like, yeah, it's fine to have either either or being the main villain of this movie, but this story had legs to be its own Catwoman movie. I think. Yeah. I would and, have been interested in that. I mean, not to, not to Marvel universe it or whatever, but like imagine a movie where the movie's called Catwoman With and you follow the Selena, this, this specific Selena oh, yeah. Kyle category, Selena, Selena Kyle, uh, actress, uh, iteration. And then you have Michael Keaton as Batman in yeah. the background. Like he's still cool. in the movie, but the movie's called Catwoman and you've got a little bit of Michael Keaton. You can advertise it but focus on Michelle Pfeiffer. And I think it would have been a hit. Yeah. You could, you yeah, could have I both. Think, you, could, you just need a little patience. 
I think that's why when, you know, leading up to the Avengers, it's like they made all these solo movies because when you finally have something in the Avengers, you finally understand who everybody is. Whereas like back then it was kind of unheard of to have this much star power. Like even just think about the poster, right? Like you, you and yeah. I were talking about the poster before this, this recording started, but the iconic picture of like Michael Keaton's face and you got Danny yeah. DeVito's face and yep. Michelle Pfeiffer's face. Like I, that picture is burned into my memory. Yeah. Right. You know, and same with like Batman Forever, where he's got like the 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 arm up and the cape, and you've got mm-hmm. all the people there, and they're all the diagonally down down the list there. Those yeah. are iconic pictures, and like I agree with you, it's and maybe it's just because these other movies exist. When we go back and look at it now, you you almost look at it like, okay, that's interesting, but something has been made that took a lot of these concepts and ran with it and just made it yeah. different and better. See. But it's also like it's a moment in time that could have been missed. So, like for example, yeah. this movie came out in 1992. If it was the Penguin movie, right, with Batman, right. we call it Batman Returns, and it stars the Penguin. You got the Shrek thing going on. You couldn't have made, I feel, a dark Catwoman movie no. in in '96 when Batman Forever came out. It would have right. had to have piggybacked it, like in maybe '93, '94, right away. Yeah, like I feel like even '94. By the time the mid '90s roll around, it's too late. And we're in a different era of movie and style of, of of blockbuster movies where it's more, I don't know, everything's kid friendly and everything's got glowing colors and the neon of everything, the neonification yeah. of our cinema. I, for, for back in a little, I can't disagree summer. with you. But I mean, and maybe if I qualify this and let's look back on it, right? I'm I'm sort of looking at this critically, 1992. I guess them making a movie like this was sort of unprecedented in to have that kind of star power in this type of movie. So from yeah. that angle or that aspect, I have to give them credit. Like they did juggle it. It just, I don't, I think they fumbled a little bit on the execution. If, if yeah. you get what I mean. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's too much of a good thing. And like, it, and we don't want to knock DeVito or, or Pfeiffer or even they were great because it's not their fault. Like even, even walking was great. Like everybody's performance was great. And the movie looked great. Like everything, had, it was set up for success. It's just, yeah. Like this is the one thing where maybe it could have been a three-hour movie. But they yeah. just flat out were not doing that in the early 90s. It's just that's not even a thing. Yeah, so, maybe maybe saying too short it's actually, yeah. or too long, it actually is too short. It could have benefited from more character development, I think. Yeah. And so, so let me ask you this. Just jump right into Batman. What did you think of... Bruce Wayne and Batman and Michael Keaton's performance as the characters in this. And did you think he did a convincing job? So take it off of the 89 Batman and, and throw go back into 1992. What did you think of, of him in this and the way that he portrayed Batman for you? Incomplete. Cause he was only on the screen for like 25 minutes. Right. I bet like he probably he was, did only have that. Yeah. I don't know. Like he kicked a few guys as Batman. I don't know. He, he swung across a few buildings. No, I thought his, I thought his Bruce Wayne was okay. And I, I kind of I dug the the, the kind of love story. I thought that he you know he fell in love a little too quickly. He you did. Know, that's that's neither here nor there. Felt too hard. But he's a lonely guy. He's got a big house. He's got that big fireplace. He's got no one to share it with. So, <laughs> Spe- speaking of the fireplace, <laughs> speaking of the fireplace, this dude has lumberjacks that are like hauling in like <laughs> entire trees. Like I'm I will I always say this. Yeah. I'm gonna post a picture on our Instagram. But yeah. I texted you that picture. Because this is the biggest fireplace I've ever yeah. seen in my entire maybe, life. Yeah, maybe it's, it's a bonfire. Maybe it's the, yeah, maybe it's a, the cover of this episode. Who knows? It's a, yeah, <laughs> like poor Alfred. Early on, set McGregor's Alfred. He doesn't <laughs> have the strength to pull that kind of lumber. 
to, to feed that fireplace. Did you notice? And that TV was like basically in the fireplace. Like, look, I've yeah. been to bonfires before. That that fireplace was almost as big as a bonfire. Like, you can't sit that close. You burn. You die. No. I mean, clearly he, the, the TV's made out of what's what the Batmobile's made out of, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or at the at the very least, the the cape, right? Exactly. He didn't fireproof. He didn't fireproof the cape until Batman Forever, though. So no. And what do you think of of Bruce Wayne? Making Alfred like lonely, decorate that tree by himself. Oh, poor Alfred! He's Do got you think a ladder. He likes that. Like, and the Christmas tree. There's two people in the house. Yeah. One of them. One of them is an employee. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. What did you think of um, Batman's murder skills in this movie? You know the way he murdered oh, well, people. Well, I mean, you know, in the Murderverse, Tim Burton's Murderverse. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, petty. Petty's one word to describe his is 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 what was um, the pettiest kill that you saw in the movie? Oh, the the, the flame engulfing the, the 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 fire breather, you know. Are you talking about when he it? turned the car around as yeah. slow as humanly yeah. possible just to engulf the guy in the jet turbine engine? He went out of his way to burn a man alive. <laughs> now, to be fair, that guy could have burned other pedestrians. True. So it's like a you know you kill one to save save a thousand. It's eye for an eye, man. Yeah. This is not Batman. That's not how Batman rolls. Come on no. now, Burton. No. Come on, uh, Bat- Batman knocks out. He doesn't kill, right? That's what we we were we were uh, we were learned to be out. We we were taught to be outraged by these by these Batman <laughs> kills because it's not because it's not you know faithful to the real comics. What what Batman and doesn't kill. I'm a pure I'm a purist of this, but like I guess I'm just desensitized to the movies. Like I don't want Batman to kill anybody, but in the movie, like it happens, and I'm just like, Listen. okay, whatever. Sometimes Batman will break your leg and you're not going to get medical attention quick enough and you're going to bleed out. You die of sepsis. It's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to die of sepsis. It Bash happens. your head against the wall. Yeah. You're still breathing, but yeah. you're in a coma. Yeah. You're, you know, you might as well be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's you worse. Wish, you wish you were dead. <laughs> what do you, before we move on from what's Batman, worse? Yeah. What's worse? No, whoa, whoa, whoa. what's worse? Batman killing you or Batman hurting you so bad you wish you were dead? Isn't that a more of a villain of Batman well, to be? To, to hurt you so bad you wish you were dead? I mean, we do talk about Terry Silver a lot on this show and yeah. the, the diabolical nature of yeah. someone doing psychological trauma. It's like, yeah. it is kind of worse in a way, isn't it? And he knows. He's yeah. all about it. He's a smart guy. He knows, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. What, before we move on from Batman, what do you think about the news about Michael Keaton? So, you know, it's 2022, in case you're listening to this show in, in a year or two or whatever, you're listening to this. The rumors are that he, oh, well, it's, it's true, right? He's coming back in the, this upcoming Flash movie. What do you think of, of Michael Keaton being old man Batman? There's a lot of nostalgia stuff going on right now. I think it's cool, but so, I'm, I'm interested. It's fine, but like, I don't, I, I haven't seen Michael Keaton act since what, Birdman? Know, Bird, Birdman, right? And that That's was good. a decade ago. And it was really good, obviously. But can he play a washed up one foot in the tub? But also super tough and badass superhero in this I, day and age. I mean, he was in what Spider Man uh, the, for the the new Tom Holland Spider Man. Okay, he, yeah, that he was, was pretty he good. He wasn't he wasn't like Spider Man two of the newest iteration. Yeah, so, yeah, that was good. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I think I think I'm a huge fan of the old animated shows. So like the animated Batman Beyond, and you know Bruce Wayne's an old man in that, and I really like the idea of Michael Keaton playing that kind of Batman. But I don't know what yeah. they're gonna do. So we'll have Make to it, see. Just make it worth it, you know. Don't just show his face. It's like, oh, cool. There's Batman. Like, make it worth it. Yeah. Have him, have him do something, or give him, give him something to use. Like, allow him some gravitas. Yeah. Don't just, don't just let it be a show up and collect a paycheck thing. 
which wouldn't be his fault. Let him actually do something. Let's talk a little bit about Christopher Walken himself, Max Shrek. Is this the first time we've done a Christopher Walken movie? I think it is, right? I think so. Like, we, not even as a bit player. Have we 97 episodes, and we finally get yeah. Christopher Walken on this show. What did you think of, of Max Shrek as a character? Did you think it worked? And what do you think of his business savvy? Oh, well, I feel like his, you know, first of all, his department store. I mean. Would you shop there? Uh, it, uh, it seems a little, you know, highfalutin for me. What is it like, like Woolworths? Know. It looks like is a Woolworths a, to me. Yeah, like it's better. Yeah, it's it's a high quality. I don't know what's the highest quality of department stores. It's like it's, Macy's. It's, yeah, it's like a Macy's. It's it's better than a Bradley's. He had like you a know? appliances and stuff too, yeah. right? Like microwave. It's better ovens. than a Bradley's. It's better than a JC Penny. You know, is, definitive. It a, is, it a, is it a John Wanamaker's? This is a John Wanamaker. This is a definitive <laughs> department store ranking on the last <laughs> podcast. Come here for yeah. some hot hitting analysis yeah. of department stores. Yeah. Is right. it is it better or worse than Kohl's? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Coles! Coles is Coles is bargain basement compared to compared to Shrek's. Shrek's. You like his yeah. little logo of the cat? Like it was like the the Felix the Cat logo. No, it didn't fit at no, all. What was the point of it? It was because the Catwoman, right? Yeah, yeah, didn't fit at all to me. It looked a little high priced for me. I, I'm more of a I, I'm more of a Boscovs man myself. Yeah. You know? Boscovs, there you go. Yeah. So I don't think I'd be caught dead in the Shrek's. No. <laughs> like what? What is what is his character? Because it certainly seems like the 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 town of Gotham City respects this guy. He's, I mean, he's a secret closeted scumbag. We know this because yes. we're we're watching this. But the town doesn't. I mean, they no. they're fooled for this, right? Like they yeah. they know or they don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's like a philanth. He's he's a philanthropist, right? right? Right. He just wants to build a power plant for the city. Yeah. He's got the the town. He's, yeah. He just wants that. Yeah. And little do they know is like he's trying to hoard the power. He wants the literal power. He wants to turn your lights off, Drew, and What'd beg you? him to turn them back on. <laughs> he's gonna—he's literally gonna turn it into a battery, right? He's stealing the power so that he it's, has a monopoly. Like for any Simpsons fan, it's like it, it seems like a Mr. Burns play. Yeah, like honestly, like block out the sun. We're gonna block out the sun. Like this is kind of what he's trying to do. And and he's meddling in local elections too. Like I, we'll get to the villain scale yeah. in a second here, but he wants to basically have a recall election so that he Dude. can get this thing through. It's kind of genius. Like, this guy would most definitely like be in Trump's campaign. Like honestly, yeah. Like he, Trump has a Max Shrek on his side. It's like it's borderline Giuliani. It's, it's like a Terry Silver kind of thing yeah. too, because he's yeah. he's manipulating with the power of business skills. You know. Yeah. It's. Yep. And what? And by the way, Return of Steve Latimer. Oh, his son. Yes. Great, great surprise view of Steve Latimer after seeing the program for sure. He did a good <laughs> job, didn't he? I saw his face. I'm like, is that Latimer? <laughs> of course it was. So Place we, at the table. We did a couple of his movies because he was Zangief also in Street Fighter, he by was. the way. Street Fighter the yeah. movie. So he, that guy's been in a bunch of our stuff. Borderline becoming a, a that guy favorite of the last row. W- would you say, um, would you say, yeah, he, he might be in the last that last row, that guy from that thing, Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, really. But would you think he's the true villain of this movie or not? Because we're going to get to the villain scale in a second here, but. Latimer? Yeah. No, uh, uh, Max Shrek, sorry. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could make the argument, but he's manipulating you know, it. He's he's manipulative, but he's he's of no physical threat aside from an unsuspecting secretary that didn't think he had the guts. Fair point. You know, to pull the trigger, but he's killed in the past too. You know, discreetly. How, how many employees has he killed? I mean, we only I mean, know we, of the two, I guess, right? Yeah, we only know of the two. I mean, it's debated whether or not he actually killed uh, Selena Kyle. I mean, who knows? Brought back to life by cats, or if she just like got a, got a knockout. I don't know. She got knocked um, out. <laughs> bumped her head. Yeah. 
but yeah, he, he it's the total supervillain, block out the sun, steal all the power, have it for myself, turn it on when I feel like it type thing. But I don't know. He's not your, especially in a Batman movie, in a comic book movie, yeah. he's not the typical villain. Like you could say he's the villain of another kind of action movie, but he's not, he's not a character. He's like a like Steven Peng- Seagal action. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, it's like Senator Trent, right? Where he's not really yeah. threatening physically or menacing. He's just pulling the strings behind the scenes. Yeah. He's not a, he's not a character with a clear gimmick, like the way the penguin is. Yeah. You know? So, so what do you think of, of Catwoman then, right? So she's his secretary or, or assistant, right? Executive assistant. And secretary. Yeah. And, and she she works for him and he murdered. He, I mean, tempt, attempted murder. Attempted do you murder think she actually died least. or no? See, that's something I wanted to ask you. And I wasn't sure because I was, I was certain that she died and the stray cats gave her superpowers beyond the grave. Because she I mean, walked she- back to her apartment like a zombie. But she fell through. I mean, she might have been concussed. She, she fell through. Concussed. I mean, she was like, drinking the milk. What do you call those things? Like the the awnings? Is that what it is? Where the yeah. those like yeah. roof awnings. Things? Yeah. So she fell through what, like seven or eight awnings? Mm-hmm. I think it would have been more convincing if she didn't fall through any of those and she just fell down and her leg was like crooked. You know when someone oh, the falls whole crooked, off a building, crooked leg. Yep. Yeah. Then then I would have believed. Okay. Oh, she's dead now. You know. You do the pull of pull of blood behind the le- behind the head. That yeah. But did Burton want it to be ambiguous? I guess maybe that was on purpose. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. What, what um, did you think of, of her? So, yeah, like, did you think she, she died? Mean, she's certainly acting like a woman who is concussed for 90 minutes of the movie. Yeah. For sure. But it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know. She's walking around like a zombie, but like, she could be concussed. I want to believe that the cats brought her back to life. And it was like a <laughs> weird cat cat seance. Yeah. It's like, it's like Pet Cemetery, but like superpowers. Yeah. It's like reverse Pet Cemetery kind of thing. I don't know. What do you think? I I think she I think she wasn't actually dead in my opinion. And if you look at it like just the way that it works, and maybe you could just say she got lucky. Like she's, she's very she's just very lucky. Leader. Yeah, it's like yeah. nine lives. Nine lives a cat always laying on your feet. Very lucky. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the thing that the thing that just wasn't working for me is she she had like the Laney Boggs transformation. You know, going mm. back to the she's all that. Yeah. Like I mean I get why they did Classic. it. But mm-hmm. she turns into this like I thought she was a little too hypersexualized to be honest. Like I just yeah. I found it distracting. Like it was well, sort of taking away from the story a little bit. But the, con- I mean, this is the concussion the concussion brought out like her the anti Selena, I guess you yeah. could say, right? It's Where like she's it like brought like out timid. it's brought out her wildest uh not desires, but her like her made her made her Introvert and extrovert, so to speak. I, mean, I don't know how to say it. Any she forgot how to walk, so the only way she could go from anywhere was to just perpetually backflip. Yeah. So that's the only way she. Could I mean, that's the only herself. thing. Yeah, like the concussion unlocked her backflipping abilities. Which is, right? it was kind of ridiculous when I was watching it, and she's just yeah. like backflipping everywhere. It was like unnecessary at certain points yeah. too. She's like, it's if somebody just had anything, just throw it at her. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean. Anything that you think stands out about her? Like, obviously, Michelle Pfeiffer did a great job. She did an awesome performance. But the character itself, I mean, she just was trying to get revenge on her boss. And I don't know, she wasn't really like, I mean, she was stealing from the store, but it wasn't like a cat burglar situation, like in the comics or anything like that. She was just trying to get revenge on Shrek. Right. So you mentioned earlier that you were digging the love story. What what did you like about it between her and Bruce Wayne? I was digging it, but it, it wasn't enough. 
And like, and that was brought back to what we talked about earlier about the movie either A, not being long enough, which is not the right call, or B, it being a separate Catwoman movie. Right? Yeah. I, I, I feel like there was actual chemistry between Batman and his quote-unquote lover. And I feel like it could have been explored a lot more through more rooftop visits, fights, getting to know each other, and not just yeah. him just like revealing himself right away to be Batman Bruce Wayne. Like I like the whole they got wounds and they know they have wounds. I and, like that you know, part. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And then them meeting and 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 dancing at the party and the mistletoe and all that. Like it's kind of like they sped up. That's why that plot sucks because it was sped up. But it was actually good. There wasn't just enough of it. That's yeah. my that's my thought on it. I I do agree with you. Like I didn't like it, but I think because of what you said, because it was sped up. But I think if it had more room to breathe, yeah. I think I'd have enjoyed it more. And yeah. I did. I thought they had good chemistry as Yeah, they actors. did. They actually did. Yeah. And and a lot of times these these half-baked uh, romances, like we just spoke about in our, our year-end review of Batman Forever. Chase Meridian. and oh, Chase and, Meridian. Yeah. And, and Bruce, and, which, was, which is a great example of awful chemistry and a really half-baked romance. Like this actually had some meat on it, but like they didn't even care to explore it. Or they go, oh, crap. You know, we have a three-hour movie here. We got to cut it down to two hours because it's 1992, and we don't make three-hour movies unless it's Godfather. So, you know, you know, you just mentioned this Batman Forever and Batman Returns. Like, I'm just thinking about the acting. Like, yeah, there was a lot of cheesy lines in this movie. Like, I am Catwoman, hear me roar, things like that, right? Yeah. But there was also like really good acting. Like, think about the acting yeah. between her and him at the party, and yeah. then think about all the scenes of Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman during Batman forever, like every scene is so awkward and the way that they read the yeah. lines is so forced. Like mm-hmm. it just, I'm comparing it in my head right now. And I'm yeah. just the party scene. Like when they were at the ball, it was so natural. Like I felt like they acted so yeah. much better. When I look at Batman forever, it's just so awkward. And like, I like that movie a lot, by the way, mm-hmm. I like that movie. It's sure. just look at the style of the movie. Yeah. I don't there, know I mean, if it's a director flaws. thing and, or and what. Clearly. And as I as I said earlier, I'd rather watch Batman Return, Batman and Robin over Batman Returns, and I still stick by that. But it's obviously that Returns is a better movie. Yeah. But there's also a ton of camp, and I feel like a lot of Catwoman, her lines rival Poison Ivy's from Batman and Robin as far as ridiculous and camp goes. True. It's just it's just the fact that it's overall surrounded by a better story, a better movie, and obviously better actors. I, I like the gadgets and stuff in this movie. I mean, we, we talk about it with the penguin when we get to him, but like I liked some of the gadgets and, and some of the zaniness of it. I thought it worked and it worked in a weird way. It worked in a Burton way, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Obviously, you know, the helicopter umbrella and all his umbrellas. Like yeah. yeah. The yeah. Batman batarang that he tracked the people with. I thought that was really cool. Uh, you know, I let's let's talk a little bit about the penguin because obviously this is. Danny DeVito's movie, right? I mean, he acts sure. the hell out of this thing. Talk about his performance a little bit. Like, he transforms into this guy, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what was going on underneath that suit. How, how long <laughs> that, that nose took to get put on in those hands. I think it said four hours. Yeah. I mean, Danny DeVito, and I mean, let's be honest. Like, he's not the best looking guy in the world. <laughs> Without the makeup, right? That's his real hair, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... They found a guy that was short enough and like kind of odd enough looking by himself and to dress that person up even more is like, you're going to get a real freak on your hands and they knocked Uh, it out of the park. He did. I mean, he did. And I'm going to give him best skullet of, of the last row. He, he wins the best skullet award of the whole (laughs) best hair 
of the I mean, the sides ponytail. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah. it's it's crazy. And like, just imagine, like I imagine myself being in that makeup. Like, you know, I'm I'm claustrophobic, right? Self admittedly, like I was, I get claustrophobic thinking about being in that makeup. Like, put your hands into the shape of the flippers for like two minutes. Yeah. Like get me Imagine out of that. that. I get freak your hands out. bunched up for for six, seven, eight, nine hours on end. Like, oh, I, I yeah, would be freaking out. Like so, when he had the the flipper makeup on, yeah. and then he also had those like latex flipper gloves when he's dressed up. Does he have the flipper makeup on underneath the flipper glove, or is it like, hey, let let his hand breathe a little bit, but just put the glove on him? Because imagine depends, that. Uh, it depends on how they're bouncing from scene to scene. Like, are they bouncing from scene to scene of glove, no glove, glove, no glove, glove, no glove? I feel like if you're putting shit on his face. You might as well also be working on his hand. Just get the whole thing yeah. going for for a day's worth of shooting. I mean, it's like straight jacket on top of a straight jacket, and and yeah. then put me in another another box. Shackle him, yeah. Put him in lock. Shackle it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's talk about the backstory of this dude. So he's born as a uh, an odd looking baby. I'm assuming, right? Because they never showed him as a baby. They just showed him in a cage and all this. I wish stuff. they showed it. I wish they showed it. And his his dad is is. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> it's Paul Rubens, I'm pretty sure. It and is, yeah. and they were a rich, rich family, and they put him down the river? Like Yeah. Oh yeah. Can't can't we get a better plan here? I mean, just talking about bad father barometer, Drew. I mean, we what didn't we, even think about, about busting about that out. What are we what are we even talking about here? Baby He's, burger? He gives Roger's dad a what's a, what's a, you know, you know, we always talk about this, their regicide, patricide, matricide. What's 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 uh what's baby what's baby murder baby side I don't ba- know baby side babality is it a babality ba- babality it's a babality there, there it is <laughs> he babalied him he babalied <laughs> the poor baby I mean survived so and and turned it turned into an animality actually yeah he holy crap turned into an animality dude he broke the movie yeah he broke the movie yeah. I mean, he, so was he raised by the penguins or was he raised by the circus family and then he made friends with the penguins like i it helped me out here we need it's some a good question work Did so they say i it? they didn't say i don't think but i think that he was initially raised by the penguins you know so raised, they taught raised, him how to eat fish raised by stuff. beasts yes taught him how to eat taught him how to live obviously taught him how to swim all that good stuff and then the circus discovered him and put him on in a freak show capacity I see. So did and they? And then they kind of, and then they domesticated him a little bit. Yeah. So and then he became their leader. Yeah, because he's a dominant personality. He's a cobblepot. Come on. I, I mean, I, I don't understand. Like he wants to hook up with everybody. Uh, you know, it's just, super sexualized. It's, it's weird. I just. Well, I, I don't know. It makes sense. You do know that the penguin is like in the top percentage of horniest a- animals. I did not the, know that. I, I just I just made it up. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I believed you. <laughs> David Attenborough over here. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I just didn't understand like where that was coming from. And then, you know, the whole backstory of this is he's he's this this figure that people think they saw the Penguin Man underneath the sewers and all this stuff. And then he just emerges, and a week yeah, later runs for mayor. He's like the Loch Ness monster, right? He's like a, he's a tall, he's a legend. Like uh, Alfred, Alfred, Alfred called him rubbish. Yeah, when, when, the, when the kid with the newspaper tried to sell him on it. Is there is there a worse? Don't insult? read that rubbish. Yeah. Is there a worse insult? You're rubbish. Yeah. So, so a guy comes out of the sewer, right? And he looks like a he he looks like a penguin person, right? And you know, yeah. I'm not gonna judge him on the looks, but we don't know where this guy's been. We don't know who he is. We don't know what what his situation is. Are you? The word, are, yeah. The word is are, grotesque. Are you? Are you? 
are you rescinding your mayor? Are you going to have a recall election? You voted for let's, this guy? Let's make this guy mayor because he'll make Gotham great again, right? What's his What's his platform? Like, yeah. what is he running on outside of the, like, hey, this guy won't light the tree because the gang what showed is, up? What does he know about city infrastructure, Drew? He lived in the sewer. I mean, <laughs> maybe he knows everything about it. I mean, he knows polluting. the other, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he knows about all the polluting, but like, what does he know? How does he know how to fix it? So he was mad that Shrek was like polluting the, the water and stuff like that and all that, but did he really even care? Like, he lived in filth anyway. No, like, it was all blackmail. It was all blackmail. It's, it just was crazy to me. So, yeah. but I mean, would you vote for this guy? Oh, no, are you kidding me? The, Drew. I mean, without getting the specifics here, Drew, there's a there's a subsection of people that were voting for this guy, and we all know. Come yeah, on, we know. We <laughs> I mean, know. he's he's definitely he's definitely got a following. I mean, there's yeah, people I that mean, come out of the woodwork to support. You this draw team. all the conclusions you want to a guy who doesn't have a history in politics, but you're trying to shake things up because he, you know, we we need a newcomer, we need new blood, you know, guy that's not afraid to speak his mind, Drew. Do you think that Shrek is using him? He is, clearly. clearly and is Penguin yeah. aware of that is the, the yeah. main question. Yeah. Was Penguin double playing him? I, I think Pe- Penguin just needed a reason to like to be accepted for busting out up and out, right? And then yeah. he can do whatever he wants, but like the the power would have been worth it for him, I think. For sure. So, so I think d- he knew. I think he knew. And like he didn't care. What if we well, let's say this, right? Is he the true villain of the movie? Is Penguin the true? Because let's villain yes. scale him. Yes. I don't want to put everyone through because it'll take us two hours, right? So I yeah. think maybe we need to just put him through. I'll, I'll Real quickly, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because his ultimate plan was to murder 100,000 people in Gotham. Yeah. And Shrek's plan was to take everybody's power away. Well, one has long-term vision, right? One is a short-term goal and one is a long-term vision. But you could argue Shrek's plan is more genius, but... But yeah, it is, but like Shrek's plan involved very little murder. Murder people who only got in his way, probably accidentally. True. Penguin's plan was to murder 100,000 people and everyone who was born first in his birth year. Shrek wanted fame and fortune, I guess, is is what he wanted. All right, so so let's put, and Catwoman, I think we both agree, like she's not really a villain. She's sort of an anti-hero in this. She's anti-hero, possibly concussed, possibly possibly, uh, seanced by, by the cats by the cats of the world. Let, uh, let's put Penguin through the villain scale. If you're new to the show, welcome to the show. <laughs> we do. <we're, laughs> thanks, for, thanks for making it 57 well, minutes welcome. in. 57 minutes in. We're, we're finally getting to the villain scale here. So this is how we roll on the Last Row podcast. If you've never heard of the villain scale before, we have a, 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 a barometer, so to speak, that we put all of our villains through. There's four major categories one through five, you can't get a zero unless it's, I guess, unless you're that pathetic, but we never give zeros. The first is your look or your style. The second is your hideout or layer. The third is their plan. And the fourth is their henchmen, their muscle, sub bosses, so on and so forth. And then we have thus added a category, a one point bonus for whatever we want, whether they're ruthless or whether they're just awesome, Excessive whatever it is, right? Yes. So you, you got whatever it is out of 20. So let's just dive right into this thing. Penguin's look. We talked about the costume, but like, pretend he's a real person. Yeah. What do you think of this guy's look or style? It's not a ponytail, but it's a skullet. It's a skullet for sure. Something. I mean, the only other skullet that I can think of that runs for his money is the axe guy from Last Action oh, Hero. Oh, yeah. That's, that guy had a killer skullet. That, so, that's pretty good. Yeah. But that's like, I think, Penguin, I think Penguin tops him. I still, I still think Penguin tops him, but barely. Right? <laughs> that's um, a good one. 
I'm a fan of his like long johns, like which is his base <laughs> outfit. Long was, johns with suspenders. I was gonna ask you, like, does yeah. he have any other sets of clothes? Because it's like the filthiest looking, like pajama yeah. looking like underwear thing ever. He, look, he never gets naked and he doesn't take showers and he clearly doesn't wash his clothes. He just jumps in that water. Yeah. So that's how he cleans it. Quote unquote cleans it. He soaks. But like we gotta if we're talking looking looking style, we, we're talking we're talking umbrellas, right? Yeah. Successfully, I mean, right? We're clearly talking umbrellas and we're talking his his duck ride, right? The duck boat, right? The duck boat ride. Yeah. I mean, I want to give him a solid four just because I, of yeah. the, the, the the sheer variety of his umbrellas, his duck ride, his top hat and, and his his yeah, the, monocle. The black spit. Yeah. The black spit. Yes. And and think about the accessories, right? So you mentioned the umbrellas, but just rattle off a couple here. One, the machine gun umbrella, that's genius. The helicopter umbrella is pretty oh, genius yeah. too. Who has that? Yeah. Who has that? The uh, the one where he like tried to hang Selena Kyle by yeah. like shooting her up in the yep, that one. The blank shot one, just yep. to be a dick. Got yep. that. He's got it's the, great. the blade. He's gotta get he's gotta get at least a four and I'm like go four you said, here. I'm can't go be five four. because he doesn't he has yeah. two outfits, the clean mm-hmm. suit and the dirty one, and yeah. that's it. Yep. That's it. So he doesn't get a five. So we got to go four. Yeah. I- I'm good with that. What about his hideout or his lair? I kind of like it. It's great. Like, I think the zoo is like a, an underground zoo ice palace. It's great. Is an awesome spot, like, tailor-made for him. And he's he's everywhere. He's underneath you, man. You don't know where yeah. he is. He's going to pop yeah. out of the sewer grate. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a surprisingly nimble fellow for being such a big guy. So and, and a waddler, a waddler, a, a penguin man, so to speak. He's got um, a lot of stuff going on yeah. down there too. Yeah, I mean, got a swimming pool, swim all day. The water looks nice and cool. Probably a little slimy. I don't know. Another four. I think we got another four. We have to because he's yeah. got that, and it's a place where all of his his dudes can hang out too. Yeah, he's got seating. He's got stadium seating for all those little penguins. My question is, that's that's not an active zoo, right? That place is that place is. Thus retired from what if I it understand. Is, like, uh, if it is, like, come on, Gotham. Like, that's the type of thing that the mayor needs to help clean up. And does he have that whole zoo? Like, yeah, maybe I would vote for him if he's going to clean up yeah. the zoo. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole, whole place, right? Because he's yeah. just in the ice palace, but it looked like he had the whole zoo. So mm-hmm. it's got to be a four, right? Is he going to break yeah. the scale here? He might. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So so what is his plan? You mentioned it a little bit earlier. He's, he's sort of the, the Moses situation, the Ten Commandments. Yeah. He is... He wants to kill the firstborn, I'm assuming, I could be wrong, the firstborn of every one born in his year, like he was going through the birth certificates. Is that right? He, he is, hit it Do you think it's just well. his year? Do you think it's just his year? I, I thought it sounded like the firstborn of everybody in Gotham. He didn't I mean, He didn't say it. And I mean, that seems like a lot. That seems that's, like a lot. I mean, talk about spreading yourself too thin. I mean, that's, like Bruce Wayne would be one of them. Was he going to kidnap Bruce Wayne? That's what I mean. Like I was joking yeah. in the beginning, like what's the cutoff? Like, yeah. is this, what is Alfred? I mean, he wasn't born yeah. in Gotham, but. But he what, might have been firstborn. Like, I don't know. I get brother? it. There's yeah. got to be some cutoff. I think, I, mean, I think it's just his birth year. I think. All right. I think that that revenge plot was for his year. I think. But anyways. And then like the random strapping rockets to 100,000 penguins. Like that oh, whole thing. Yes. Oh, yes. Or maybe not 100,000 penguins, but like to kill 100,000 people in a, in a square footage area. While the that parents seemed, were at a ball, too. Yeah, I mean, that seemed like a little bit of a half-baked plan. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I like his plan, but, like, it seems a little... 
it's short-sighted, like I said earlier, right? Because he's going to kill these people, yeah. but what happens after? It's over, yeah. right? Yeah, and very uh, comic book villainy-esque, which I guess what well, you know, I, I do being what he is. I don't know if this goes into the henchmen for the next category. It kind of does, but we talked about his plan is you know to do all this stuff, but maybe the execution of the plan and the way that he's doing it. I got to give him some credit because using penguins is is kind of diabolical, right? He's got the circus, the way that he causes chaos as a diversion and then swoops in to clean it up. And the fact that he's going to run for mayor and also try to execute this, I give him respect for that too, because he's just one week out of the sewer and he's, he's trying to fool everybody into thinking that he's got a plan for everyone. Let me ask you this though. I mean, how long can you can they, can you pull that off until not very long until a guy blows a whistle and says, "Listen, you know, this guy hired me. Now you jam me up. I'm in cuffs. I'm in jail. This guy's this guy's masterminding this whole thing. I mean, I'm just I'm just a pawn in this scheme. You know what I mean? Not like very how many long. how many trustworthy henchmen or uh, minions do you have before one finally squeals on you? I mean, he was kind of reckless too. He he killed the ice princess lady that. And he tried to frame Batman. That was actually yeah. kind of genius in a way. Yeah. People fell for that hook, line, and sinker. It's like, oh, yeah. there's bats on the on the belfry, and then the bats come out of the Christmas tree. That's kind yeah. of genius. By the way, Drew, we've seen Batman jump after women that have fallen off of buildings yeah. in a lot of these movies. He didn't. Try Where was it. the sense of urgency in this one? He he. he What's going what? on there? He was thinking with the wrong head there because yeah. he uh, he he was he had his eye on Catwoman. That's what he had doing. plenty of time to bat grapple that girl and save her life. It's kind of a brutal death too, right? She yeah. fell off of like yeah. the tallest building I've ever seen. I hate to say like it. the table. I hate to say it. That one's on him. Yeah. That's on that's on Bruce. He's he had time to save her. He did. He he dropped the ball. Well, didn't he he, he saved Kim Basinger in the first one? He like jumped down the the yeah. he didn't love her. That's why he didn't save her. Yeah. That's that's why. But I, I gotta give him credit for this. I'm not going to say it's too low. Yeah, it's a short-sighted plan. I kind of want to give him a three because I feel like the way that he went about some of these things, he used the tools that he had yeah, and he did it a different way. He rewired the Batmobile. I mean, they took I'll, over the Batmobile, which again, I put that on Bruce Wayne. Like, dude, pay attention. Get your head I'll in the game. Oh, let's, let's go three. I'll go All right. Three. So what about his henchmen? You henchmen mentioned a bunch tricky. of them. Henchmen's tricky for me because the penguins, they're so damn cute. Yeah, they're awesome. They're so cute. You got big ones. You got little ones. Did you have the toys? I had the toys of the penguins. I didn't have the toys. I had no, them I with the rockets. You had some penguins? Oh, yeah, man. I had them. Oh, they're great. Good. It's like they can't do much. It's cool. You could strap rockets to them. I mean, Dr. Evil would be proud. But, but what do they do, really, besides look cute? Did you did you see the little like metal thing on their head? That's so their brain waves yeah. can control it, right? Is that what that's yeah. about? That's the way yeah, that I, I interpreted so. that. Yeah, it's like to to connect with like the homing. It's almost like a Bluetooth, a uh, uh, brain tooth. Yeah, brain tooth. And then you got the circus freaks, who I don't know. I feel like would have turned on him at, at at a moment's notice at the first sign of danger. Yeah, you know they're not in there for the long haul. Yeah, and I I can't call Shrek a henchman or Catwoman because they're just partners, and really they would have screwed him over at the first drop of a hat too. And Shrek did turn his back on him the second that he was uh, disgraced. Publicly. The way <laughs> he literally waved at him. And he was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> well, so this sucks for you, buddy. When the, when the loudspeaker played, Yeah. which by the way, was Batman's biggest gadget. The whole movie was a freaking radio. It was a CD hack. 
Yeah. Which he scratched know, on too, by the way. Yeah, not not Batman's best uh, technological uh, achievement. But there was a couple there. uses, like like it's t- 2022, right? And this is 92. So when I go back and look at this, I never felt like CDs look dated. But when I was watching this movie, I'm like, wow, like when's the last time that I really popped a, a, a compact disc in? I have yeah. them, right? But it yeah, just right. it looked like vinyl looks more up to date to me than a compact disc at this yeah. point, which is weird. Yeah, a CD now all of a sudden looks very outdated. It's he like funny. sticks it into the Batmobile. I'm like, man, yeah. what are you hey, doing with that a, thing? You got a CD player in 1992 in your car? Like, come on, man. Yeah, that'd be, that's that's hot. That would have been hot. Now, uh, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to give bonus points just for the penguins being cute and, and plentiful. But other than that, like, I don't see much benefit. So he had I'm numbers. Like a, I'm thinking like a two. Yeah, I think it's a just two. For, just for sheer numbers and cuteness. He had numbers and he had volume of henchmen and, and people, yeah. but they weren't very effective. Batman's no. walking around in the city, not even getting yeah. attacked. Mm-hmm. And they did attack the Batmobile, but I don't know. They left that thing in, in, in open so he could just grab it. Yeah. So I, I think it's a two. All right. Yeah. So do you want to give a bonus point to him at all for realness or anything? I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I don't I, think nothing, o- nothing over the top really happened, I feel. All right. So let's let's recap. So you gave him, we gave him a look and look or style. We gave him a four for his hideout and lair, that sweet zoo or igloo ice parrot palace. A four. His plan is a three, and his henchman is a two. What is that? Uh, eight plus thirteen. Thirteen, right? So thirteen out of twenty. Totally respectable. Yeah, respectable. It's not bad. Not bad, but it's not the best. I think it's in the. It's probably in the upper quarter. I feel. Uh, without all villains, without rating them, do you think Shrek or or Catwoman would have done better? I don't think they would have, but no, I don't think so. I I think they fall out in other categories, especially yeah. look style. I mean, Shrek would Shrek would lose out look style. Hideout layer too. I mean, who cares about his department? Plan is pretty good, and he's got no real henchmen other than his goofball son. Before we get out of here, I got to ask you about the Batmobile in this. So we yeah. talked about the best Batmobiles on some of our old episodes too, but. This one, I gotta tell you, it just further cemented. This is the like the coolest looking Batmobile to me. Yeah, like I yeah. liked how much it was in this. It was in it a lot. Yeah, it was the star of the show for sure, as far as the Batman aspect of it. Goes. It had gadgets too. Yeah, I still love I still love Batman Forever's also, but this one's better. Slight improvement over the first one as well. So, and I know you have strong feelings. I, I I love this one. I think it looks so cool, and I liked the missile thing too, where he went through the middle of the of that alleyway. I thought that yeah. was such a cool aspect of the movie. And I just liked how much the car was a part of the movie. It was almost like it had more screen time than he did. To yeah, be for real. Yeah. <laughs> so it was probably, it was probably like a test, like a, like a, what do you call it? Like a test audience thing. Like, Oh, people love the Batmobile. Let's put, let's have all Batmobile in this movie. When you're thinking about sequels and about how to like maximize people loving it. I feel kind of bad that we skewered the movie a little bit, but I think it's just some tough love that it deserves. Yeah, it needs some yeah, tough love. Yeah, I mean, all, all the elements, I mean, I hate to say like it was bad, but like it wasn't bad. All the elements were there for of a great movie. It's just uh, over overly ambitious. Yeah. You know? I see overly a lot of people ambitious. too that, I mean, it's right around Christmas time for us. Like it's past Christmas, right? We're in January. And a lot of people do say that this is sort of like the anti-Christmas Christmas movie. And I could see it. Like it has a good vibe to it. And I think I could see myself watching it again, but 
if I'm going to fire up a Batman movie, I'm probably not going to watch this one. I'm probably going to watch 89 or the newer ones, or I dare I say it like forever. And I probably won't watch Batman and Robin just because it's not good, but yeah, I understand I mean, what you're saying. What I say is guy busts into my house and puts a gun to my head and says, watch one returns or forever or, or, uh, or Batman and Robin. I'm picking Batman and Robin, but in the realistic scenario is I'm watching neither. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to fall asleep yeah. to Batman and Robin. This one, I think I could catch myself falling asleep because it's it's a movie. It has like a lot of dialogue to it, right? It's got, a, you know, the other yeah. one's like Arnold Schwarzenegger spitting one-liners. So, I mean, I'll 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 tell you this. I mean, this is a hot take of the century, but like, if I'm putting on a Batman movie, it's forever over all of them. Over all of them, even Dark Knight, even even Batman, you know, all of it, even Batman '89, forever's first to me. Like. It's not the best, but it's my it's my near and dear, just man. based on my childhood. That is a hot take. That is a hot take, man. I'm not saying it's better. All right, I'm just saying it's my. I get favorite. it. It's no, my I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious what the audience thinks. Did we were we a little too harsh on this? You guys got to keep us honest, please. Just let us know because I maybe maybe we're a little too harsh. I don't know. I think it needed the tough love, like we said. But I'm curious what you guys think. What do you think of this one compared to some of the newer ones, compared to the older ones? How would you rank the original four? Let us know. Leave a comment on this episode's page at thelastrowpodcast.com. Send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us. Facebook us. What I'm curious about is, is this one just because we haven't seen it as much? I know this one is a lot of people have seen it maybe more, um, but definitely I'm curious what everyone thinks. So definitely drop us a comment. We'll be back in, in two weeks on Thursday, February 3rd with another movie for you guys. And in the meantime, if you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser. Really appreciate it. Definitely helps out the show. Thanks to everybody that left one so far. And we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. See ya. See ya. Do you think that penguin... Other penguins. Yeah. I mean, he didn't know any better. He, he was raised by them. Look, if there's, if there's, well, then is it illegal? Because is he a penguin or is he a person? I don't That's think he question. can, he can't slap the cuffs on him because he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know. And the, and the other question is,